welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, United Bank, Mylin, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Welcome to Positively West Virginia. Each week on our podcast, we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with listeners just like you all across America. Our goal is to help educate and motivate our audience with these inspirational business stories. There are so many positive things happening in West Virginia that most people don't ever hear about. We're trying to change that with this podcast. All of our guests are people who are absolutely getting it done in West Virginia, in business, and I'm convinced we can all learn a lot from their experiences and their stories. This week, we're going to learn about Chris Bailey and his company, Rising Sun Construction. Chris, are you ready to get down to business? Yeah, let's get started. All right, Chris, I'm honored to have you on our podcast to share your story. Chris Bailey is the owner of Rising Sun Construction, headquartered in Morgantown, West Virginia. That's, of course, in Montegalia County. Rising Sun Construction is a full-service, design-build construction company with a crew of full-time employees. Chris grew up in the Charleston area of West Virginia and is an experienced master woodworker, builder, and renovator of fine custom homes. He holds a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Sculpture and Design from West Virginia University. His craftsmanship has been featured in homes and galleries from Washington, D.C. to West Virginia. One of his renovation projects, his re, one of his recent renovation projects of a historic West Virginia farmhouse is featured in the June 2019 issue of Country Living Magazine. And I got to tell you, it's a beautiful piece of work that he's and his crew have done remodeling and renovating this historic farmhouse right here in West Virginia. You got to check it out. I invited Chris on the show today to talk about his company and share his story and to give our audience some valuable insight into his business in West Virginia. Chris, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that brief intro and give us a little behind the curtain look into your company. Yeah, thanks so much, uh, Jim. Thanks for a uh pointing out that uh, renovation we did too. That was a real honor to work on that house. Yeah, um, yeah so I started uh, Rising Sun Construction in uh, about 2009, and that was after, you know, having been a woodworker and a cabinet maker and uh, working for other builders doing trim carpentry and that kind of work. Um, I just saw a niche for uh, a contractor in this area to do renovations there was a lot of people uh that kind of didn't want to do that work i just heard that on the job site a lot Mm -hmm. and i knew that it was something that i could exploit and i actually enjoyed it at the same time Uh, person i really enjoy uh coming into someone's life and i know it sounds idealistic but i just like making someone's home better for them you know i enjoy coming into their life and uh, making a positive change in some way and so that was a good outlet for me to do that. Um, and, you know, just since then, uh, I've just tried to move forward with a kind of a positive attitude and an open mind. Um, you know, in West Virginia and our area, you have to kind of take, uh, you know, sometimes you have to take work as it comes to you, you mm-hmm. know, and, and adapt along the way. Yeah. Um, you also uh, have a pool of employees that you hire and you work with. And, you know, to some degree, they dictate what direction you go. 
Um, yeah. But uh, it's just, it's kind of an enjoying ride and it's something that I'm in for the long game and I'm trying to play it that way. But yeah, that's, that's awesome. So Chris, take us back. I mean, how, how in the heck did you get started in this business in the first place? You grew up in the Charleston area, you know, how did you get yep. involved in woodworking and construction and building and, you know, these renovations that you're doing are just incredible. How did you get into this business in the first place? Well, thank you so much for asking that question. Uh, I want to take an opportunity to thank my mom and dad um, and my grandparents for just being really hardworking people of mm-hmm. high integrity yeah. and strength. Um, so I would say that's the start right there. Just having a wonderful family that kind of held me accountable because I think anything you do in life, you know, if you do it well, uh, it's a good thing. So I was just, I grew up, I I was very lucky to grow up in an environment where um, I was encouraged to just follow my imagination a little bit, you know, like I was that kid, I was that kid that could walk into the woods and you know, make this crummy little lean to, but to me it was like the Taj Mahal or it was a <laughs> fort on the, uh, you know, Rio Grande or something. Yeah. And, and I honestly felt like I was there. Um, and so that's sort of what propelled me into art, but getting back to construction, you know, we have a big history of volunteering in my family. Mm-hmm. That was something we would do Sundays after church, you know, once in a while, mm-hmm. I remember going to the grocery store or Toys R Us and picking out presents, not for ourselves, but making a little basket of toys or something to take someone who was in need, especially around Christmas. That's awesome. And just, I remember that so fondly. Um, and so my, you know, in that same vein, we volunteered with Habitat for Humanity. Mm. Um, and so I actually got some construction experience just, you know, starting doing that probably when I was 10 or 11 years old. Wow, um, we cool. also had a farm uh, in West, down in Charleston. And, you know, so we would build things like, Remember we built a bridge one time or we'd work on the farmhouse and um, my dad was one of those dads that doesn't sit still very mm-hmm. easily mm-hmm. so we were always building musical instruments or um, uh, boats <laughs> we built a boat uh, that we actually never used but <laughs> we built it, you know uh, and uh, because I I just think you know my dad was it was really important to spend time with us you know yeah. And so we, we created things together. You know, we were encouraged to pick up found objects and, uh, you know, see what else they could be. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, I, I, I was sort of raised by people from that Homer Hickman era, you know, where yeah. you just, you were just resourceful, you know, yeah. in, in a certain way. Like I remember even my grandfather one day, he just wanted a shelf. And he went into the shed and he just found some wood and cut it up and made a shelf. You know, he didn't go to Lowe's or, you know, <laughs> every screw was different because it came out of the folders can, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's great. But just coming from that kind of background. So that was probably the start of it. And then it, probably much to my parents' dismay, I, I ended up uh, not going to medical school or something. I ended up in the art department, you mm-hmm. know, uh, and, and I'm sure my parents, because now I'm a dad and I would think the same thing, mm-hmm. were like, oh, my gosh, okay, you're going to do artwork. Well, we love you and we support you, but, you know, we're a little worried about this. Uh, but uh, but it turned out okay, and um, I think I just learned how to be a more creative person. Yeah. And then after, you know, s- sort of during college and then right after college, uh, I was doing woodwork and worked for some woodworkers around the state. And um, I didn't really mean to become self-employed, but I happened to be in Thomas. And the only space I could rent to keep my shop tools in that I was slowly accruing was 
kind of on Front Street, which is mm -hmm. where a lot of tourists walk by. And that was sure. just a total dumb luck mistake on my part. <laughs> I just happened into it. And so, you know, I'm in there and I'm working on my own projects, uh, you know, building things for my home or whatever, or just fiddling around. Uh, and, and people just would wander in as if it was an open shop, you know, because it was in air conditioning, the door was open. And they'd be like, well, hey, can you make me something? And I, I was like, well, yeah, I can. And I, and I just started making stuff. Honestly, I know this sounds ridiculous, but I'd love it if I had a more romantic story, but that's just the way that it worked out. No, it's very practical. Uh, and, and yeah, so, I like it. And, and so I think people maybe saw the uh, saw more in mm -hmm. me than I saw in myself mm -hmm. to start with, which is mm -hmm. probably something that's been happening through a large part of my life. And uh, and they just started buying stuff, and I was like, oh, well, I'm, I'll just take advantage of this. I'm, I'll ride that train, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, got on and started uh, building and designing furniture, and it was a really great time. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. I lived in the mountains, and, uh, you know, I rode my mountain bike to my shop, and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and it was a really idyllic, nice time in my life. Um, you know, I just went over to DC and just started walking in galleries and meeting with interior designers, uh, just kind of walking in, um, because not being very shy is something that my parents also, uh, you know, instilled in my brother and I, so we were able to walk into places like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I just, uh, I got into a gallery over there, Sansar gallery and started making kind of a line of furniture, um, and just to sort of parlay that into various different avenues. Um, and then, uh, you know, that, that it sort of went along like that for quite some time. And, but the, when the, when the economic downturn, uh, came along, it, you know, it really put the, it really hit hmm. DC hard. Yeah. And so a lot of the contracts I had in that area dried up yeah. very quickly, like almost overnight. I mean, I, I couldn't sell stuff fast enough, you know, to kind mm. of pay off my bills. So, yeah. It was actually, it was probably one of the most difficult moments in my life because I, I hate to say I lost everything because mm -hmm. I think, you know, I didn't lose everything, but I, I, everything that wasn't bolted down was sold yeah. and my nice truck, you know, all, all, all the stuff was gone. Yeah. And I started from scratch at that point. Um, you know, I had a thousand dollars left, I think, and I bought a van, uh, and a miter saw and started doing trim carpentry for other wow. contractors. That's cool. It was like that big of a difference, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and sort of, you know, I was living in Weston at the time, driving to Morgantown in my van, praying it wouldn't break down, mm. you know, with 250,000 miles on it. And, and it, but it just grew back, you know, um, uh, I think I just didn't focus on what I didn't have. I just kind of focused on moving forward. Yeah. And, um, and here you are and it, with rising sun construction. So, so Chris, Let's let's fast forward to, to 2019. What's your 30-second elevator pitch for Rising Sun Construction? What is it that you tell people that you do? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I probably tell each person something a little bit different because we are, um, you know, I'm a custom builder, so my mm -hmm. job is to go in and assess every single person yeah. a little bit differently. But, but the first thing that's, like, really important is just that our clients come first. You know, uh, we are here to partner with a client. Um, you know, we're building a house, but we're building it with you. Mm -hmm. And I almost envision, you know, each client as sort of a project manager, mm -hmm. you know, or, a, um, or, you know, just a partner, you know, on the job. Mm -hmm. Like uh, we were making decisions together. Mm -hmm. And so I just really quickly, if someone's going to be a client with us, you know, I want to get them in, in close. So I'm looking for someone like that. So when I'm pitching to them, I'm, 
I'm trying to match myself to a client who will, you know, kind of get into a business relationship with me to build their home. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. Um, the, the second thing is, is that, you know, we provide a safe uh, environment and a growing environment for our employees. Hmm. And I think that's important to people today, yeah. I, I, you know, to know that you're supporting a business that takes care of and values its employees a lot. Uh, and then thirdly, you know, uh, we're really good with communication. Mm. We enjoy communication. Um, and that kind of comes back full circle to the, to the partnering with a client, yeah. you know, and just being open with them yeah, and being exactly. honest with them. Exactly. Well, you know, I think, um, yeah, I think the first time you and I met was at a home show in Morgantown this, this uh, past winter. And I was struck by the, just the incredible pictures and images of these renovations that you're doing and, and all those kinds of things. And, and I was just, I was like, wow, this guy's got something going on here. This is really cool. What would you say, Chris, is the thing that you're most excited about for your company right now? Well, I think that we're, I, I think that West Virginia and, and kind of the nation as a whole, you know, we're moving toward an area where we're going to have to be more energy efficient, you know? Um, And I think that, you know, we're talking about energy efficient cars. We're talking about lots of things, but a home is a gigantic area to be energy efficient, you know, and not just be energy efficient, but lower your sort of footprint um, when it comes to shipping things in. And so we try to use local businesses as much as possible uh, like a lot of our wood flooring comes from a guy 20 minutes from here and he cuts yeah. it, dries it, finishes it and brings it to me. He's only 20 minutes away. Wow. And, and to me, that's sort of the ultimate expression of being green, you know, yeah. um, keeping money in our, not, not just environmentally, but also keeping money within our, you know, uh, in our, our, our close state. But, yeah. but I think I'm really excited about energy efficiency right now. Yeah. I think that we're, I'm hoping that we're going to get close to, um, you know, adopting some tougher insulation codes in the state, mm-hmm. and and that that will be very good uh, for building in general, and, and specifically for me and other custom builders who pay attention to the details. Mm-hmm. Um, because homes will use less energy, uh, people will find them easier and much more comfortable to live in. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, uh, so Chris, what what's the geographic market that you serve? Is it is it you know, primarily Montague County? Is it West Virginia? Talk about your geographic reach. My geographic location, my geographic circle is pretty small. I'm extremely blessed to not have to travel very far for work at all, Yeah. Um, which is also good because most of the people that work for me are family oriented. You know, they, they mm-hmm. want to go home to their kids and their home uh, in the evenings. And yeah. so I've been extremely blessed to be able to keep myself and my company working uh, probably within a 20 to 30 minute um, circle of our office uh, here in, in sort of kind of in between Cheat Lake and Morgantown. Yeah. Off of Exit 7. Yeah. And, uh, that's great. I mean, that, that's that's fantastic, actually. And so how many employees do you have on your team? Well, I mean, what's that look like? Yeah. So I have uh, seven in the field and I have three in the office plus myself. And oh. so, of course, I bounce around to do a lot of different things. I have a full time uh, designer. So we do a lot of design build projects where a client will come to me and say, oh, yeah, I want to you know, add this little addition or add this little bathroom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's something else that I just noticed a lot of. And I'm not 
uh, trying to uh, down talk anyone, but I think a lot of people, a lot of builders uh, years ago were, you know, just kind of draw something up really quickly and, and do it. And mm -hmm. I think sometimes that worked out, but I think more often than not, you know, two people have very different expectations. The client and the builder has way different expectations about what's going to happen, especially with the advent of, uh, you know, all these uh, home shows and everything and all these beautiful things people see all the time. Um, and, and so bringing in a designer helps me again, communicate with my client exactly what's going to happen. Um, even if he doesn't spend a lot of time on it, it's a nice tool mm. to say, this is exactly what you're paying for, you know, yeah. and this is what you're going to get. Yeah. And this is sort of what we're going to follow. And if we need to make changes, we can make those changes from this foundation. Um, and then I have, a, a, a two office managers, one of them primarily for Rising Sun and the other one, you know, primarily for some other business interests that I have. Yeah, yeah. So, Chris, I, I want to take a quick, uh, twig, a quick second just to mention some of our sponsors for the Positively West Virginia podcast. And they are the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. It's the support we receive from these organizations that allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia. Our guest today, once again, is Chris Bailey with Rising Sun Construction. All right, Chris, let's get back to it. You know, Chris, what would you say is the best thing about being in business in West Virginia? You've had, you've been doing business, uh, you know, first as an artisan and now as, as a home, uh, home construction company and remodeling uh, company. What's, what's the best thing about being in business in, in our state? Well, I think it's West Virginia. Uh, I, I mean, I, I I, I love where I live. I was born in the state. Uh, I, I feel as if the dirt and the water and the beauty of the state runs through my veins and I carry it with me everywhere I go and I get homesick for it when I'm gone too long. Yeah. I, I just love this place. I love these mountains. I think they hold you very specifically. And, and also the people here, you know, um, and I, I, I do love the people of West Virginia. I've never felt like a stranger here mm. uh, and I've felt welcomed most everywhere I've gone. And um, yeah, specifically Morgantown. I mean, I can work on a job, you know, be in my office, have 150 phone calls, really stressed out. And just in 10 minutes, I can be up at Cooper's rock, you know, running in a, uh, uh, in a, in the, in the woods and, uh, taking a little trail run to calm my mind. Mm. And for me, that's sort of an ideal life, you yeah. know, to, to have access to the outdoors, but also access to a diverse and uh, culturally interesting group of people to work for and just be around. Yeah, that's great. What's the um, vision that you have for Rising Sun Construction, say long-term? What, where do you see your company heading? Yeah, well, I touched on this earlier with energy efficiency. Uh, sure. I, I yeah. think that, that part of that vision is sort of honing and learning how to build, um, I think, homes that are potentially a little more affordable. I, I actually would maybe instead of going toward million dollar homes not that i don't want to build those or do build those but uh, and they're interesting in their own but uh, you know just something that's very interesting to me is learning how to build and, and continuing to hone uh, homes that are a little more affordable but also highly energy energy efficient mm -hmm. with built-in touches of craftsmanship so that you know people that fill our workforce uh, can have dignified housing yeah that's a great vision Man, 
you just nailed it right there with that a couple of sentences. I think that's really important. What you're doing is uh, is is awesome in, on that front. Can you talk a little bit, Chris, about I mentioned the uh, the Southern Living our article, the feature on this farmhouse that you did. Talk us, you know, just spend a minute or two, just kind of talking a little bit about that project. Okay, yeah, thank that's you. That's a for cool. Asking. I mean, that's a really cool honor, right? To be to have a, a feature in, in a ma- major national you know, living magazine. It was an honor and totally unexpected, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. like so many other things. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, so I, first of all, again, uh, like I said before, I, I've been very blessed to be surrounded by wonderful people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, through, you know, despite some of my, you know, maybe being stubborn or, or whatever it is, I always seem to get connected to people, and then I, uh, and, and who are great. And so the interior designer on that project was Stephen Schutz. So I want to call out his name. I know I Stephen. He a, yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a great guy, and I think he did a great job uh, pulling together elements on that home, and uh, and also the clients, uh, you know, uh, that Kelly and Zane, they. Um, they were just really open-minded throughout the whole project, mm-hmm. uh, and, and they collaborated with us. We collaborated together with the interior designer, and it just came out to make a really nice product. You know, we were able to – they had the flexibility and the vision to work through the job with me. Mm. And that, that's, I think, when a job turns out really well. You know, you always start out with this plan, but especially in a renovation, things change. And if you start out with a positive attitude um, and this, you start out with this attitude for improvisation, then it, it the project just turns out better mm. uh, because you, you have the time and the space and the ability to make better decisions. Mm. I mean, e- even if you have a, a contract written out perfectly, I think when you get into a renovation, you always see something that could be better. Yeah. And if you have clients and uh, crew and people around you who allow that, evolution to happen it just turns into a better project awesome well how do you how do you go about getting new customers how do you attract them well a lot of our stuff is uh just through word of mouth but we have sort of done a little bit more marketing lately i think that um, mortgage is becoming a little more competitive there's more probably more building here and builders here than there used to be mm-hmm. and um so we have a, a marketing specialist and she uh sort of helps maintain a little bit of a footprint on Facebook. Um, but we don't do an enormous amount of marketing. I I would probably 50% of our work is just from referrals. Referral, um, yeah. yep. And then we, we actually still do, some years we have a, con- a surprisingly considerable amount of work from previous clients. Yeah. And we get that because we do a lot of renovation work, you know, mm-hmm. so someone wants to do a bathroom and then they're, then they're you know, they're, look, they're walking to their kitchen a year later and they're like, oh, we had a great experience doing this bathroom and I'd like a new kitchen. Mm-hmm. So they That's always a good sign when you get repeat business, right? <laughs> it is a You're good sign and right. it is such an honor. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like when a client, that's the best. Like when a client calls you back who you've worked for before, mm-hmm. we've built houses for some of our clients' children and oh. I'm just always surprised and honored every mm. single time that comes up. That's cool. Uh, Chris, what's one of the I, biggest uh, what's one of the biggest challenges you face in business right now? Uh, workforce and labor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we definitely have a bit of a, a a workforce shortage, and you know I'm sure we don't have time to completely discuss all the intricacies <laughs> of that today. But it, <laughs> but it's, you know some of it has to do with the opioid crisis, mm-hmm. and there there are other things as well. Um, mm-hmm. but 
I would say that staffing and, and whatnot, I mean, I'm pretty lucky. Most of my guys uh, have been here for a long time and they will be here mm. for quite some time. Um, but when you need to ramp up or you need to, to expand, it is so difficult to mm. find uh, it, the right employee for a company mm. like mine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It takes a long time. Yeah. Chris, what's one piece of advice you would give to a young business owner or maybe somebody thinking about, you know, becoming an entrepreneur in West Virginia? What's one piece of advice you would give to them? Oh, man. Uh, don't just, just give one piece of advice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I think having a vision is really important mm. or having a goal, maybe, you know. So mm-hmm. have a point on the horizon that you want to get to and just start working your way there. Mm-hmm. Whether you move slow or whether you move quick, start moving toward that point on the horizon. Yeah. Uh, and don't listen to the naysayers and uh, don't listen to voices inside you that, you know, make you feel you know worried about uh, what you're doing. I think that there are ups and downs in business and you need to realize that and you need to ride those waves out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and that's just part of being in it. You know, yeah. uh, you, you're, especially if you're in contracting, you're going to do some jobs that you pay to finish or that you don't make any money on, you know, and mm-hmm. that's just part of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but just to stay strong and stay in your vision, you know, mm-hmm. Um, and, and try to communicate that effectively to your employees. And that's something I'm working on. I'm not great at it. I want to do better. Yeah. So, so re- the essence of what you're talking about, I mean, honestly, is, is you know, leadership, right? It's, you, yes. know, you know, so what, you know, I'm, I'm kind of interested in this subject anyway, but I wanted to ask you a little bit about that. Like, what, what do you think is, the, is the, the one or two things that are essential for, for being a good leader? Okay. Thank you so much for asking that. And that, and this is a question that I ask myself probably weekly here lately. I think that, I think people don't want to be managed. You know, you manage, a, you know, a stack mm. of two by fours or your sure. money or, yeah, you know, right. the, the time on, on a job, but people don't want to be managed. They want to self-manage and they want to be led, mm. you know, in a direction. Mm. Um, and, you know, the question is, are you a puller or are you a pusher? So you have to determine what sort of leader you are. Yeah. Um, and that might change as you get older with new information. I don't know, you know. Uh, yeah. For me, I've always been a pusher. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to determine if that's still the best leadership strategy for my company. But but people want to be led and they want to self-manage. Mm. But how do you inspire them to self-manage? And that's a tough nut to crack. Yeah. Uh, and I'm still working on it myself. I'm not perfect at it. But I think that, you know, just trying to inspire your employees, you know, I, I think when people are good leaders, you want to follow them because they seem uh, charismatic yeah. and they seem to know what they're doing and they, and they have a vision, right? So yeah. when someone has a direction they're moving in, you feel as if you can go with that person's direction, right? Sure. So, you, you, yeah. so it's sort of ha- being sure about yourself and what direction you're going helps you lead other people. Well, well it's an interesting conversation, and I love your perspective. I'm going to ask you from the flip side, what do you think, um, what do you think is an, an essential component to being a good follower? Mm. I think lis- being open to listening and learning. Mm. Uh, which is also a great trait for a leader. Yeah, know? exactly. Uh, but, but I think it goes both ways, you know. But uh, but listening and being open to learning, mm. um, 
is really is really important. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. It's just a little little uh, thing that just kind of came to me. Is I wanted to get delve into that because it sounds like you're doing some really cool things. What's the one thing that you do every day that you think contributes to your success, Chris? Oh, um, that's a great question. I think uh, I like to exercise, mm-hmm. I, and, and I I find that um, being in shape and feeling fit, uh, especially being able to get it out of the way early in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, so I enjoy waking up early. Um, so if I can get up at, you know, four thirty or five o'clock in the morning, get my workout in and get into work. Uh, I feel like I've already accomplished something for the day. So yeah. by the time I walk into the office, I've already hit the ground running. I, I wasn't, you know, I'm not like trying to get my day jump started. It is jump started. That's awesome. Um, yeah. That's- and so, so I think, I think starting with a, a workout mm. seems to be very helpful for me, I think. What's one resource, like a piece of technology or something that you use in your business every day that you just can't live without? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I am an extremely analog person, and I, <laughs> I, I, I probably shun... Uh, 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 in fact, when someone says you, you should download this app, I, I often don't because I just don't enjoy that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I already feel so beholden to my phone with all of the text messages and calls that I get mm, that I don't yeah. want to have another connection to it. Yeah. So I, I personally actually don't use any app. I think that helps me out during the day. Mm-hmm. I, so the but I and and not and and yes, I'm being a little tongue in cheek, but I carry a little uh, grandpa notebook in my front pocket of my shirt and a pen everywhere yeah. I go. Awesome. And I make notes. And and you know one of the things like when you meet with a client. Sure, maybe you're taking notes on your phone, but I think that the phone, when people see you holding a phone, there is an implied disconnection. There. Yeah, sure. Uh, because even if you're taking notes and very carefully listening to what they're saying, you're still on this device that has this connotation of uh, distraction, of, of, um, of distraction <laughs> and disconnection, right? Exactly. Even though it's something that's supposed to be connecting us to the whole world, exactly. it actually disconnects us from the whole world. But you you bring out that little notebook and you start writing, and people are more comfortable with that. Mm, I, I like still that. think they're more comfortable with that. I I am, yeah, you know, and yeah. so I would say my notebook, as 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 arcane as that may sound. No, I like it. I, it's I old school, to, kicking you know. it old school, with Chris Bailey. Uh, Chris, what's one book that you would recommend for aspiring I'm, business I'm, people, entrepreneurs? I'm so glad you asked this question. I read a lot, and I yeah. really enjoy reading. If I can get like a second of like enjoyment or 20, even if I get 20 minutes of reading it, yeah. I just feel really accomplished. I, I mm. enjoyed a lot. Mm. Uh, something that I read that got me started on leadership. This is a great book for leadership. I think is up the organization mm. with Robert Townsend. So he's the guy that sort of turned Hertz rent a car around. Um, and, uh, and, and he does a lot of really good. Um, a lot of his stories are anecdotal, but mm. They provide really good insight, I think, into leadership and specifically stepping back and letting other people work. Like oh, yeah. he, he's giving, trying to give you examples of stuff that you should not be meddling in. And yes, <laughs> this is sort of from the perspective of a CEO. So it's not maybe as um, helpful for a very small business like mine, but mm. I did glean some really important stuff from that. That's awesome. Um, yeah. and, and if you don't mind, can I mention one more? Sure. Book? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Elements of Building, 
uh, with Mark uh, Keir, Q. Kierson. I think it's his yeah. last name. Yeah. I don't have it in front of me, but cool. it's I, I, it's the elements of building. And uh, he, it's again very anecdotal, and specifically for our trade builders, or for any any other contractors, builders, oh. if they're listening. Um, it's a really great book for. Unfortunately, I didn't have it when I started my business. I just recently found it through another builder who recommended it. Um, but it's a very good book on specifically sort of op- operating and handling yourself in. Uh, uh, in in contractual agreements, you know, within the scope of uh, being a builder or a you know, handyman or repairman, renovation guy, whatever, just in, in the trade. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Really great. For it, that. So on our resource page on uh, PositivelyWV.com, we have a list of all the books over the last 79 or 80 weeks, however long it's been, uh, of, of all the book recommendations. And I don't think either one of those have been mentioned. So thanks for the for that contribution. Chris, you know, I, I just uh, I want to first of all thank you for being on the show today. It's been awesome. Uh, as as we wind down, as we get ready to close out our interview here, how's how, what's the best way for our listeners to connect with your company? Oh, thanks for asking that. I I mean, you can find us on Facebook, um, or you can find us at the Rising Sun Construction, or no, it's just Rising Sun LLC. Uh, dot com yeah rising sun llc dot com that's cool. uh, I could give a phone number if you yeah um, you can throw it out there you can just you just call the office it's three zero four seven 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 two zero eight six good old fashioned phone call and you can talk to a real live person between the hours of uh, eight and four thirty. Awesome. And we'll make sure we put all that stuff in our show notes for the podcast, too, with links, and people can just click and visit your we- your website. Chris, it's been a real honor to have you on the show today. You know, what you're doing is really amazing. I love it. You're, you're putting West Virginia on the map and national publications with your work and serving people and just, just what you're doing, you know, with your employees and your team. I, I love it. Keep it up. Thanks so much. I really appreciate that. And it's been such an honor uh, to be uh, here with you, and just, I just can't be thankful enough. Thank yeah, you. yeah, man, that's that's great. Well, thank you. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. As we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like Chris Bailey and his company, Rising Sun Construction, our hope is that we in some way inspire and motivate our audience by sharing these success stories in West Virginia. If you or someone you know of would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com. We appreciate all of your comments and encouragement, and uh, we also appreciate you guys sharing these stories on your social media channels as well. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia.